0: Uh, uh, Welcome to Who Analyzed uh, Roger Rabbit, the uh, podcast where we uh, dissect who framed Roger Rabbit with special guests Adam and uh, and, uh, uh, Rachel.
1: That's right. We are Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit, coming at you with Minute 30. Annie is on vacation this week, but I am Chris, and I've got this week... Joining us once again from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute Podcast, Adam and Rachel. Hello, hi. Hey, how uh, how are you? How are you doing?
2: Fantastic.
1: Just fine. Okay, great to have you back. Like me, you both saw this as a kid. What, what's different for you now about Who Framed Roger Rabbit?
2: I get a lot more of the jokes now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: I think we brought it up off mic, but like, I'm pretty sure Donald calls Daffy the N-word.
1: <laughs> um, yep. Yeah,
2: and the gorilla calls Eddie a wise ass. I did not get that as a kid. Like, what did he say?
1: Oh, yeah, that made no sense. Yeah, uh.
2: wise ass. Um, but yeah, a lot of the like the dirty humor, like with Jessica, and like I didn't get any of that.
3: The patty cake. Yeah. Yeah, I think the patty cake thing I I always didn't understand. Like I didn't understand why that would be a big deal. Is like, it what? It's
2: like I think it's a a thinly veiled, uh, euphemism to sex. Well, yeah, it's
3: it obviously, but like as a kid, it's like okay, he took pictures of her playing patty cake with so, like why?
2: I guess that's like, how Jessica and Roger have sex. Like, yeah,
3: but when you're f- yeah four, yeah, like monogamy and patty cake. I mean, like that doesn't. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. That's one good
3: check
1: out. Yeah. Like yeah. Like, I'm am I only supposed to be playing patty cake with one person? I don't get this. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of ruined patty cake for me. (laughs) (laughs) We have made it to minute 30. We are half an hour done with this movie now. I can't believe it. Minute 30 begins with them walking through the factory factory and it ends with a cop saying i hear you changed your name to jack daniels first of all this warehouse is awesome i want to work here
2: yeah <laughs> this is yeah. almost as fun as the the bad kid hangout from tmnt1 yeah this is up there <laughs> yeah
3: like this is a fun set like this yeah. this must have been a
1: fun set to work on <clears throat> Do you think there's a chance that the Foot Clan is working inside oh, yeah, of this Oh
2: yeah, the LA the LA branch of the Foot Clan is absolutely working. Yeah, there.
1: there's a there's
3: a guy who opens up a big a big box car full of like just crates of round bombs, and then turns <laughs> his back for a minute, and turns back around, they're all gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's there's just so many things in here, so many things that I can't tell what they are.
2: Yeah, like the things, the, the colored things hanging from the ceiling look like candles. Yeah, they're like, like giant candles. Giant There's candles. Like giant
3: beer bottles. There are big crates mm. of round bombs. Yeah. It looks like can big cans of glue. Mm-hmm. There's also some kind of pink monster hanging from the ceiling in yeah. a net. It looks like a hairless rat with no eyes. Like, it's scary, whatever the heck it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. And this this thing in the background, too, um, it looks kind of like one of the Boo ghosts from um, from Super Mario. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And then there's a clown kind of right below it.
3: Yeah. twisty slide from, uh, from the catwalk.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I wonder how much they use this slide. This has got to be a thing where, like, this is the equivalent to a fireman's pole. Just everyone's <laughs> going down this slide. At the <laughs> or is vector. it, like,
2: or is it like a shipping thing? Like things come in from the...
1: They just roll bowling balls down? Maybe.
2: It?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I love the touch that it's a twisty one. So if they're sending mm-hmm. things down, it's got to be in a fun way still. Right.
2: <laughs> Super happy fun slide. <laughs> when am I going to be here again?
1: What is <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, the- a,
2: there's a big like 10 ton weight hanging from the ceiling.
3: Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. One of those
1: big U-shaped magnets. There's chickens. <laughs>
2: There's a horse.
1: There's just so many things to play with in here. We we do see later on that a lot of this stuff is animated, but this stuff looks like it's all real, tangible, non-cartoon things.
2: Well, like it, it kind of goes back to the beginning of the movie where it starts as a cartoon. The director yells, cut. And then everything in the scene has uh, is real, except for mm-hmm. Roger and uh, baby Herman. Yeah, it's... It's got so this, like, strange. weird kind of, like, plasticine texture to it.
1: Yeah. It's interesting that we see this one police officer. He's looks like he's painting something.
2: Mm. I think he's dusting for prints.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: Because yeah, it's, like, a soft brush, and he's kind of dabbing.
1: This is a huge warehouse with so many things to dust for prints for. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And do
3: cartoon characters have fingerprints?
1: That's a great question. I can't imagine that they do. What animator is going to take the right. detail to include fingerprints on a cartoon character?
2: So we're we're paused at the moment where the camera is focusing in on the safe and the chalk outline.
3: This is graphic.
2: This is very graphic, but like
3: <laughs> there, the body
2: isn't there anymore.
3: And there's no blood. Like there would yeah. be, there would be such a splatter.
2: Yeah, there would be brain matter and blood. <laughs> but yeah, the body's
1: <laughs> been moved. Yeah, how did they move this body with <laughs> Without the same okay. And this yeah, safe the, is sticking into the ground. It is yeah, like very
3: concrete floor. Yeah.
2: Unless they just like remove maybe his head it was removed from the body and they just
3: There <laughs> would be such a departure of tone if we if we cut to this and it was just There was just brains everywhere.
1: His skull.
2: (laughs) That's the only explanation I can give is that when they found him, the head had been removed from the body and they just removed the body. Like the head is still there.
1: It's just buried into the concrete at this point.
3: Uh And it's meta enough that whoever did kill Acme did so in a way that wouldn't get them an R rating.
1: Mm, yeah, that, that was very smart of uh yeah. whoever did this.
2: This is a this is like a perfect chalk outline, too. Like, he <laughs> he died just doing a snow angel. It's, <laughs> it's
1: also kind of not
3: a great drawing because, like, there's uh, on one arm there's a separation between his shirt sleeve and his hand, but on the other
1: arm, there isn't.
2: <laughs> and I think his hand is backwards on the other, yeah, side.
1: yeah. Maybe a tune cop was the one who drew the outline, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Acme was drinking some of his disappearing ink and mm. it caused his blood to also have that effect. <laughs> Maybe this <is> the only <laughs> tangible explanation I could think of why they're not even on the safe is there a, a speck of blood. Yeah, there's no blood. We see them walk through here kind of greet these cops and santino makes the comment about it's just like a tune to drop a safe on somebody's head then realizing what a terrible thing that is to say in front of somebody whose brother was killed in a very similar way Mm -hmm. yeah
3: i just i I just happened to pause there's this (laughs) over-the-shoulder shot of of eddie looking at the safe
2: and there's like 17 seconds in
3: and there's like a uh a, a police photographer, but in the background there's <laughs> a cowboy cactus pop. Oh, yeah.
1: That is hysterically funny. This cowboy cactus pop with his arms up like he's in the yeah, middle of that hold up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i wonder if it was just a cactus and then someone just put a hat on it
3: it was like hang on wait a second they put a hat on they're like he needs a gun belt too yeah. <laughs> this is like, officially my favorite c- character in this movie <laughs> cowboy cactus cowboy
2: cactus
1: yeah cowboy cactus needs a bigger role
3: yeah. he's like dead center in the screen on in this shot too
2: I, I still can't get over like there's no body. They had to move this giant safe.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then place it back. And then
2: place it back.
1: What is that coming out of the safe? There's like I some white paper. It looks like paper. Yeah, it looks
3: like some papers. And we uh, get this bit with the portable holes.
1: If they are still dusting for fingerprints, I feel the police should not just be touching and playing with everything in this room. Yeah. Right. Could okay. you Could you make out what this policeman's name was? It sounded like... It was Chisel, which was a name (laughs) I've never heard before for a person.
2: Which one? Which one are we talking about?
1: Uh, This is the police officer that is showing them the dynamite. And he says, hey, Chisel, get a load of this. Yeah, Chisel. Yeah, weird. Yeah, it's it's an interesting name.
2: What is the use case for a portable hole? Oh, endless. Yeah.
1: Or where does it go is my question.
2: Yeah, where does it
1: go? Yeah, if you were on the other side of the wall, would you see that arm go through? Or is maybe this going into a different dimension? Is it like yeah. a
3: void somewhere? Mm-hmm.
2: It, yeah. Does it just go to Toontown? Like you throw your garbage in there? And it just, it's in Toontown. <laughs> now? Quit
1: throwing your garbage <laughs> in <into> our dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I know Eddie passes his body through it at one point in time.
2: Oh, so. yeah.
1: So maybe his body, that you just see a floating Bob Hoskins midsection going through Toontown at one point.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of physics questions in in this movie that are never answered.
1: That don't have answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that whole thing is great, as is with the hammer. I feel Zemeckis at this time period is just so good at getting information in that we're going to need later sneakily.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. This just looks like a fun moment with cops playing around with things. Like, oh, look, it's people interacting with cartoon things. And then later, both of these objects are going to play a huge role.
2: The other weird thing is that the cop that's playing with the, um, the hammer mm-hmm. pulls it out of an antique writing desk. Yeah. Is that what that is?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It it's like looks like a it. desk with a bunch of phones on yeah, there's
2: it. There's a lot of phones. Yeah.
1: Maybe the, uh. The secretary of the place is his desk, the administrator, or why the hammer would be in that particular place. Yeah,
2: that's a weird place to keep it.
1: It's a fun bit, though, with the the boxing glove. He must be really confident in his control over that thing because he comes very close to almost hitting Eddie in the face with that a couple of times. And then very rudely says, didn't you used to be Eddie Valiant? I heard you changed your name to Jack Daniels. And all the other cops just find this hilarious.
2: That was another joke I didn't get as a kid.
1: Yeah, I did not yeah. understand that either. I took that seriously. I thought, wait, but he's still Eddie in the movie. When did he <laughs> name himself <laughs> right, that? Yeah. It's a, a good little nod towards adults. Um, mm. Maybe cluing parents in in the movie that, hey, if you have kids here, this is not a kid's movie. Yeah. surprise.
2: If you, if you didn't figure it out already, like, this is not a kid's movie. <laughs>
1: but you're 30
3: minutes in, so just, yeah. uh, you know,
1: sit back and enjoy just the ride. enjoy. If you didn't figure it out by the fact that this plot is probably even confusing you, then this is, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Oh, this part two where Santino uh, excuses himself from Eddie, we hear the very detective music as he walks up and we see that De- Jessica is being grilled. mm an interesting moment definitely putting um her as a potential suspect yeah what would she be doing there yeah why
2: was she there
1: yeah that is interesting that that's the place they chose to question her
2: did they call her down like did they say you need to come down here but like why wouldn't she be at the police station
1: yeah maybe it's a trick to gauge her reaction when she looks the bloodless chalk outline to see uh... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she definitely seems like if I was watching this as an adult for the first time, I think she would be a pretty high suspect on my list over Yosemite Sam for sure.
2: (laughs) I'm just I'm just remembering like what comes next in the next group of minutes. And it's it's horrifying. Oh, yeah.
1: It's one of the worst minutes is coming up, and I am not looking forward to covering this one minute at a time. There's,
3: there's a whole generation of childhood trauma that's tied
1: uh-huh. up in that minute. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. I don't know why that minute is so horrifying. I never thought killing a shoe could be such a tragic moment, but.
2: It's, it's one of those like tone shifts. Like, we brought up Mickey's Christmas Carol a couple of times already. I don't know if we did that on mic or off, but there's a tone shift in that movie where we see Mickey mourning Tiny Tim and then Scrooge just being sucked into hell. The absolute
3: most just gut-wrenching 30 seconds of animated film ever made. It
1: is terrifying. I, I have mentioned this on the show before, but I used to have reoccurring nightmares about Pete in that movie, is, <laughs> he is—he is just.
2: I yours,
1: <laughs> Ebenezer. <laughs> oh my God, richest man in the cemetery.
2: Yeah, I, and I remember, like you know, sobbing because, like, Mickey, Mickey shouldn't cry, right? Like that's not a mm-hmm. thing that should happen. So you're sad, and then immediately terrified.
1: There, that is a dark, dark.
2: <laughs> uh, and it's it's no longer than a minute, I think. Like no, yeah, know. it's it's like
3: thirty seconds. Yeah, like you get no time to process Mickey mourning his son before Scrooge is literally thrown into hell.
1: Yeah. Also, another connection to this movie: the grave diggers are the weasels. Yeah, yep. yeah.
2: That I remember when I made that connection, and I think the weasels are in.
1: Uh, They're the, in um wind in the willows. Wind in the willows. Yeah. yeah. uh great. That one and Legend of Sleepy Hollow together, a great little double terrifying Disney mini feature. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Rachel doesn't so much like
3: it.
2: I like the parts with the Headless Horseman. I don't like everything leading up to it. I like
3: the whole Um, Mr. Toad story. it's It's okay. Mr. Toad's such a weirdo.
1: Little little story about theft and deeds. Due process. And due process, yeah. <laughs> things all kids want to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty
2: sure that was like separated on the Disney Channel. I remember there was, I remember just seeing the Headless Horseman segment mm-hmm. and the Mr. Toad segment was not part of it.
3: Well, the Disney Channel used to break up the original um winnie the pooh movie mm-hmm. as well into episodes
1: yeah. yeah they would do that a lot i would remember seeing like just the uh tea party scene from alice in wonderland or yeah. mm-hmm. something like that i guess it was a way to get more cartoons out or probably more so advertise for their movies yeah. it's now time for everybody's favorite segment of the show of course i am talking about friday with Nish. it's
3: friday with Nish.
1: Who what a bitch tell your mother tell you shrink tell us Mish what do you think yeah friday with Mish is where my friend nish calls in and uh he's watching the movie for the first time in three minute segments and we get to hear what he thinks maybe he'll have big thoughts of this three minutes i feel like we learn a lot so let's give him a call Hi, Nish. Hey, Chris. How are you? Um, I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing great. Yeah, i hey here, Rachel.
1: Hi. Hello. You watched minutes 28 through 30 of the movie. What did you think?
0: I thought um, some of the predictions are that, you know, we've discussed uh, before these minutes, they're coming to, coming to life, which is kind of... Pro, weird thing to say, given uh, Marvin is dead, as, uh, as we called it. And so um, that's, uh, I think, is uh, um, was kind of fun to see that it's, uh, it's all coming together.
1: Yeah, you, you, we finally get this question that you've been answering week by week. What do you think Roger's going to be framed for? Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly Tax evasion.
2: <laughs> sorry, sorry.
1: I would, I would kind of love it if that was the entire plot of the movie. <laughs> it was just a bureaucratic. Yeah, just, he hasn't
2: done his taxes in like <laughs>
1: fifty years. Rogers brought in front of the Supreme Court and has to testify. <laughs> yeah,
3: Roger
0: testifying before Congress. <laughs> um, I think it could be done. It would be fun—a financial financial crime framing, uh, uh, would be, would be just lovely. I would watch it. I would, you know, I I like that stuff.
1: We've got, we've got something for the sequel, assuming Roger makes it out of this.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I noticed in the first minute, um, or the 28th minute was, uh, the kind of the headlines, uh, of uh, Eddie's brother's death, um, and so it seemed like Goofy was accused of it, but <laughs> was also also let go. Is that am I am I reading too much from one headline? No, yeah, it looks like the, it looks like Goofy was accused of some sort of spy
1: charges, and the they've uh, they've cleared his name.
2: I don't think I've really looked at this paper ever.
3: Mm-hmm. I like uh, Donald's Huey Dewey and Louie return. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. N- Nish, are you familiar with Goofy or Huey, Dewey, Louie?
0: Um, Goofy, I think so, but it's been such a while. And what's the other ones? Did you say
1: Huey, Dewey, and Louie? They were they were in Ducktales.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Those those three, I remember one hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I I want to hear this story. Goofy cleared of spy charges. <laughs> what
2: happened there? Was the yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: eddie uh eddie's brother the other 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 valiant was part of uh, also was part of the defense i think at some point Mm -hmm. and so you know that's going on spies are related there and maybe a tool spying in some sort of way led to this former veterans death and uh or caused it if i would there be a headline for, for that on his table, like, you know, while he's getting drunk. And so I think there's something to it, but I don't know. Maybe nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting that you did preface that well
1: with while he's getting drunk as mm-hmm. if Eddie has done anything else through this movie. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Didn't the cops shame him for uh, calling Jack Daniels in the on the minute number 30? Yeah, actually, just
1: these the last minutes you had noted that uh, there's a lot of whiskey, but no particular brands. But we finally get a brand okay. shout out here.
0: Yeah, so it's not the whole uh, whiskey whiskey lobby uh, promoting promoting booze, <laughs> but it's specifically Jack Daniel's. That's trying to get kids to love uh, love whiskey, um, just general brown liquor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Eddie's main drink, nondescript brown liquor. Uh, just brown
0: <laughs> yeah it's um, I think one other prediction I feel like is coming to life with this death is um, is that the same person is responsible for Eddie's brother death as well because it's the same it's the same way uh, you know same approach
1: mm-hmm. well one of them was a piano the other was a safe I mean that's different Best,
0: weapons uh, <laughs> but the the cop called it mm-hmm. cop, you know a little lacking in bedside manners but he did call it. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah
1: not the classiest ones but i mean he immediately caught himself and then apologized yeah. to eddie so I'll give, him, I'll give him a little bit of credit for that
0: yeah I'll, i i uh, i think that's a that's a good way to do it yeah if you have to say something offensive you should immediately apologize um, mm-hmm. uh, it's very smooth.
1: <laughs> Do you have any different thoughts on any predictions? It seems like, it seems like so far the predictions you made before are, are more strengthened by what happened in these minutes.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm, uh, I'm standing by, by it. Um, I think, uh, given that Valiant and Valiant were same team of, you know, detectives, right and so maybe eddie's brother found out something that he was not supposed to find out uh and that's why he was you know taken care of um as the saying goes and uh uh i again i think the final motive is behind the killings is money
1: um but not uh, not tax evasion money
0: <laughs> we don't know i think some kind of activity could be going on in la in that time uh where some big corporation money is flowing through and studio that's
2: that's how they got most of those mob guys right that's how they got al capone
0: yeah yeah, for the money was on
2: tax evasion (laughs) like
0: tax evasion i think they've gotten some people on mail fraud also yeah yeah wire fraud (laughs) it's not
2: it's not for the murders it's for money
0: like (laughs) yeah yeah,
1: way easier yeah. to indict someone for those reasons than <laughs> right. kill it. like, Well,
2: you killed 200 people, but you didn't pay your taxes.
1: <laughs> uh, Uncle Sam his fair share of all
3: that.
0: Uh, yeah, it just seems like that just proves that a government agency can do something if it wants to. And uh, IRS is just able to do it a yeah. little bit better, but still not sufficiently. Well, enough.
3: they've got numbers on their side, right? Numbers are way more empirical than... Oh, you know, yeah.
1: Been mm-hmm. dropping a, a piano on someone's head. Yeah, right,
3: you need fingerprints and all that kind of stuff. But numbers are numbers, right? Yeah. You can't really. True.
0: Yeah, I take it back. IRS is as as uh, incompetent as the <laughs> rest of the government <laughs> agencies. Uh, They're just getting lucky. They're just getting lucky with the numbers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you have any thoughts of, well, you, you got the, you have a prediction of the motive, but any prediction on the who the, the ultimate question in the title of the, of
0: the movie who yeah. framed Roger Rabbit. I, that. I feel like at this point we should have, we should have seen the character in some way because we are like at 30 minute mark. Like, you know, we don't want to introduce new, a new villain at this point. Uh, if I'm, if I'm producing this movie, that's what I would. That would be my, my high level guidance to the to the, to the creatives. Uh, let's not introduce a new character. Uh, I think I think it seems like you know. I think the studio guy is involved in some way because the studio is involved because they they got Eddie to kind of spy where they had a pretty good inclination that something could be found it's kind of like, you know, hey, here's a search warrant, go search something and you find something, you know, uh, uh, and then frame, frame that person uh, for it. Um, And so I think I'm going with that. Um, And Eddie's brother found something about the big, big studio business. Um, I think the train track company, the train company and the studio companies has still have overlap.
1: um great any um any last predictions about anything else
0: um no i think i'm excited to see where it goes and uh three minutes at a time of course (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: is there anything that you hope happens within this movie um
0: well i already said that um eddie needs to get he needs to, you know, uh, kind of get better at treating tunes better and not uh, blame the whole community, even if one tune did something. So I think that kind of a realization, Mm. kind of the standard, uh, Mm. standard plot line must come true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Would you, would you have major negative like feelings towards Eddie if he never does come around towards students. <laughs> he, just, he just said so much shit
0: about them that I think if he has to, you know, just be showing him to be a likable guy. I think he cannot.
1: Oh. Thank you for joining us again this week, Mish. And uh can't wait to hear your thoughts next week on the next three minutes.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'll uh, uh, I'll I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: So that is everything for today. Thank you so much for listening. We are a Dueling Genre podcast. Check out many, many more of their podcasts, including podcasts by Adam and Rachel, by going to DuelingGenre.com. You can click on the support link to go to the Patreon. Where can people find you? So you can find us on, on TMNT
3: Minute also on Dueling Genre. Uh, we also have a show that we're working on as we speak. Might already be out, might not be. It's called Screenplay. We're, we're inhabiting our favorite pop culture worlds in, in a, a tabletop role-playing game format. It's a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun making it. Um, I'm also on Tales from the Short Box, which is a weekly comic book podcast that comes out every Wednesday, all on Dueling Genre
1: thanks so much for being here this week it was so much fun having you both on here yeah, thanks yeah for having it was us.
3: fun
2: we've been out of the movies by minute game for a while so it's kind of kind of fun wow. to revisit it
1: thank you everybody for listening and we will see you on monday for minute 31 of who analyzed roger Rabbit.